Have you ever had a million dollar idea and then six months down the road, it goes nowhere. It's gone nowhere because you've done nothing with it. It was an idea. It was a thought, but you didn't pursue it for whatever reason. Maybe doubt crept in, anxiety crept in, perfectionism crept in, you name it. It happens to all of us. We all have these amazing ideas that we just never act on for whatever reason. And today, Jennifer Lyle is here to talk about why that might be. And she is fascinated and obsessed with energy. So we're really gonna go into that energy uh, field today and really dissect why we hesitate, why we get these great ideas, Jennifer, and then we just maybe, oh, somebody else has probably done it, or who am I to do that thing? I think are often the conversations that creep into our minds. Why do we think that way? Oh my gosh, I'm so excited for this. So excited for this. And this is such a perfect timing because as a lot of entrepreneurs are diving into their 2022 planning and you have all these ideas that are percolating in your mind, knowing where to focus your attention and intention for what to bring to life, knowing which one to pick, because that's the other thing that also comes up for entrepreneurs. You get overwhelmed with too many ideas and not knowing where to focus the attention to know where do you really go in your business. So I'm really excited for this. Well, it's funny because this conversation that we're doing today is a result of a private conversation that Jennifer and I had because we run in the same circles. And we were talking one day and I expressed to Jennifer, I had this idea that I really wanted to start teaching about how I'm creating this show. <laughs> because I get a lot of questions. People like, what tool are you using? How are you doing this? How are you doing that? And so it did bring up this idea that I might like to teach this in 2022, but I was hesitating a little bit. And Jennifer picked up on that energy immediately and said to me and shared some really insightful things that I said, I need to share this with our audience. So I just say that because I want you to know that even everyone goes through this, like everyone has some sense of doubt or inhibition about the ideas that come to their minds. But because you're so in tune with energy, Jennifer, I'd love to dive in a little bit on this idea of like, where do these ideas come from? My belief is that it comes from a higher source and that the reason that's channeling through you, that idea, your imagination, your creativity is channeling through you is because it's a sign you should be acting on it. Do you believe that? And if not, what do you believe? Absolutely. So I believe that any idea that we have that if we receive it, then it is possible. And I believe that we also get little nudges from whatever you might call that, from your, your gut, from the universe, whatever you wanna call that, around timing of it too. If you're getting a lot of messages like, oh, you really should do that, or maybe you were seeing somebody else is offering it. It's just like, oh, I knew I should do it. And, and just because somebody's offering it does not mean that you should not because there's what over 7 billion people on the planet and you need multiple options. Maybe that person's really good at doing it their way and you're going to bring a different kind of spin to this idea. So what I witness and for myself and for my clients is they get into this really amazing feeling state, right? You get that inspiration. It's just like, oh yes, I feel so good. See, it's like, I could bring this in. I can bring that in. Oh yeah, I can feel it. And even if you don't know all of the details, there's something about the inspiration of that idea that lights you up. And then you go to get into the action. And it's just like, well, that's a great idea up here, but to really bring it to life, 
is it is it because of the what seems like insurmountable work ahead of us is it because it seems daunting that we procrastinate and that we have that self-doubt i think it really depends on some of the beliefs that you are bumping up against based on your past experiences Perhaps you were brought up in a family or in your career that you always have to do hard work. And then perhaps there's this idea that it's going to be hard work and you don't want to do more hard work. You're just so done with hard work. It's just like, oh, it's going to be too hard. And so you have to bump up and work through that idea and that belief. Maybe you have this imposter syndrome and you're like, oh my gosh, who am I to do this? I don't know anything about this new field. Like for me, when I dove into doing spiritual work, It took me a while to come out of the closet because I was so afraid of being judged. It wasn't something that I had any formal training in. It was just something that has been in my family for generations and I just am it. Well, we all are intuitive. So there's a lot of trust. So it depends on what kind of limiting belief it is that you're working through. And overarching though, regardless of what that belief may be, what I have discovered is that it is about your energy. So when your energy levels drop and you're feeling depleted, worried, anxious, fearful, doubtful, your energy levels are low and you're not in the same energy as where you felt when that idea came to you when you boost your energy back up where you're feeling happy and optimistic and confident, you're in that same energy of that idea. Your intuition is on fire. You're able to see the synchronicities of the opportunities. You have more faith in things working out. You have more confidence. There still might be some fear there, but you're like, you know what, I'm smart. I know that if I don't know how to do something, I'll be able to find the resources. We talked about we're in the same circles and all of those people have their own connections. So we don't need to know everything. We just need to know how to figure it out. Yeah. And And it's, and it's challenging to do that because people, let's say entrepreneurs who are maybe at the earliest, I, I think that the hardest part of entrepreneurship is always at the beginning part, right? It's when you don't know what you don't know. It's when your resources are limited. It's when you're bootstrapping. It's when you're like, just, it's a high, it's a side hustle. You're trying to make it work. You're still working full time. Like all that craziness that happens pretty typically in this space before you can leave it and go full time is a place where there's a lot of doubt because you don't have proven processes. You don't have clients, you don't have results. You don't have a lot of stuff at that point. So your belief in yourself has to be so strong, which I think is why we often hear people talk about really dig into your why, the why you're doing this, because that's going to give you the resolve to get through that difficult stage of the business building. But it can be really challenging to do because your mind wants to focus on the things you don't have and the things you haven't done and the proof you don't have yet, but yet your belief system needs to be so strong. How do people get around that? How do you reconcile that? So two things come up for me in that question and in in that sharing. Number one, yes, absolutely. This comes up for newer entrepreneurs, but I witness it in multipreneurs, people who are, they're continual entrepreneurs eight like they they have multiple businesses or when you're breaking into new markets the same thing comes up Mm. 
And you really hit the nail on the head with the thinking. So your thinking is the other component that's really big. But Dr. Joe Dispenza, who does a ton of research in neuroscience, he talks about how you cannot think greater than how you feel. So I'm really passionate about teaching people how to master their energy by checking their inner battery throughout their day. Really getting present to how am I feeling physically, emotionally, mentally, and spiritually because they're all intertwined. And so you check in on a scale of one to 10 to see how you're feeling. And if you are one, two, three, or four, you're suffering. Oh, five, six, or seven, you're surviving, which is a zone that a lot of entrepreneurs find themselves in. But when yeah. you're at eight, nine, or 10, you're thriving. And when you're in that thriving state, it gets easier to brainstorm, to come up with solutions. You feel more confident. You make those reach outs. I was just having a conversation with somebody about angel investing and how do you connect with those people and what do you need to do and to be bold and ask for what you want that is the biggest part being able to hold the vision and ask for what you want even when you don't quite know exactly what you want but you have a general idea how do you ask for what you want and you don't know until you start to take that action so there's that power of belief in yourself really getting clear on that thinking what's going on in this noggin here and making sure that you're focused on what you do want and not spending so much time focusing on the things that you don't want I started doing personal development back in 2013. That was really the year that I just started to make decisions to stop listening to cyclical news talk 1010 radio um, and instead listening to inspirational CDs at the time, <laughs> CDs, podcasts, audio books, that kind of a thing in the car. And over the course of many years, and now it's just become a part of who I am and my bookshelf is full here of amazing books and I have audiobooks and things that I have listened to over the course of years. I think that's been hugely responsible for me to think the way that you're describing. So how important is it for us to have a support network, whether it be a book, a podcast, an author, somebody who's doing a podcast, or maybe even a circle of people around you who think that same way? huge absolutely huge they talk about how you are a reflection of the top five people that you surround yourself with so if you are focusing on this personal development yourself and then you are surrounded by people who don't believe in that then it's like that crab in the bucket scenario you're trying to climb out and then people like bring you back down here and it takes way more discipline to be able to focus on that positive mindset and believing in what's possible when you're surrounded by a bunch of people who don't have that same vision so it's absolutely huge and self-discipline to create the habit and the standards for yourself is key. And I'm in various groups with people who are ranging from six figures to multi-million dollar businesses. And it is a discipline that people at all different stages of their business are all doing their best to implement because they know it makes a significant difference. I think there's a misconception in entrepreneurship or people who work in, on online businesses or work from home and doing their own thing that every day is a cakewalk, every day is joyous, and every day is Instagram worthy, and it isn't, and it isn't. 
right? It is, it's exactly what you said, Jennifer. It is doing the work and making it a habit to do the work, whether you feel like it or you don't feel like it. I feel like, and this is something I have struggled with, I have to admit, especially coming from the broadcasting industry where I was working diligently working shift work, right? It's like you go in at a certain time. I have my makeup on by 4 a.m. This is true, but like have full makeup and hair on by 4.30 a.m. for the briefing. Do the work, X number of hours, drive home. And there's like regularity to the process and to the schedule. In entrepreneurship, it's awesome to have the freedom to be able to do what you want when you want, but sometimes it goes a little too far in that it can be challenging to hold yourself to a schedule. How important is it for us to do the work regardless of how we're feeling? Hmm, very. And there's also this idea, I believe, in knowing how you're feeling. So checking my inner battery throughout the day, but there are gonna be days where my inner battery is low and there's a reason behind it. And then I need to give myself some grace and space to have a lighter day whether somebody has lost a pet or a loved one or a child is homesick or some people have their kids still doing school online it created a different dynamic and you need to approach things differently you can't be like oh you need to get this all done and beating yourself up for not getting it done because if you are feeling like you're in that suffering zone or survival zone and then you try to just push through you're infusing that energy in all the work that you do and you end up taking way longer to do it so rather than trying to push through and it takes you five hours and then you go back the next day or five days later when you're feeling better and you look at it, it's like oh my gosh this is crap I've got to redo it like what's the point you've just wasted all that time when you could have been kinder to yourself recharged faster and then done the best when you were at that but also recognizing sometimes we just dip down a little bit and needing to boost ourselves up so we can be more productive and i feel like also bringing up the conversation around this word hustle and Mm. you stop the hustle it's not healthy for our physical or mental or emotional well-being it is not healthy And when we are feeling good, we are way more productive and we can have much bigger impact in our world and make a bigger contribution rather than push, 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 push. Now, I'm not gonna try to say that I never stay up late or work a little later because there might be a particular initiative where there's some last minute things. Sometimes things go sideways with technology and you might need a little extra time every now and again, but it cannot be part of the daily grind. That just is honestly disrespectful to yourself. And I believe it's also disrespectful to the soul of your business. I I believe that all our businesses, it's an energy and it has a soul too, and you need to honor it and show up as the best version of you to bring it to life and to be of service in the greatest way. Yeah, and and I think this is something we all struggle with. I do too, I, I do a lot, I put in a lot of hours, but I do try to find that balance between still working and and putting in the work, whether I feel like it or don't feel like it, but also taking those breaks throughout the day to obviously work from home, go and have a tickle fight with my son, right? And take that, those 10 minutes, even if it's 10 minutes to just go and wrestle with him on the bed or something and just play with him. 
but it's taking those breaks i think is really important so i hear what you're saying about the balance and if this message is resonating with uh, somebody who needs to hear this message from jennifer be sure to share it with them we are broadcasting cashing on camera here live using restream we're on youtube facebook my Facebook page, my Cash In On Camera Facebook group, Twitter, LinkedIn, and the whole rest of it um, right here on Restream. So share this out if this resonates with you or someone who needs to hear this message, who is in the hustle, right? Who's doing those 18 hour days and trying to do it all. It's not really the whole point of this. The whole point is to find that balance um, so that you can live life on your own terms. I wanna go back to what I said at the beginning of this conversation, Jennifer, which is that when you get a million dollar idea, which I think we all we all have, we suffer sometimes and we hesitate. What is, and I know we've gone into, but what is the really core, core thing that we wanna leave our audience with today so that they can just stop hesitating already, right? Getting on with it. What is the key core thing that they really need to dig into so that they stop hesitating and they can move that project forward? Number one is making sure that your energy is high. So I teach people how to check their inner battery on a scale of one to 10, how are you feeling physically, emotionally, mentally, and spiritually. And it is so super duper. You can, through my free guide, seven steps to transform your energy. I can walk you through in that over a week where I teach you how to check your inner battery and how to develop that habit. And then the second one is once you're in that high vibrational state where you're feeling good and you're thriving, then choosing to focus on taking action out at those times because you're in that higher vibration and that's when you're in alignment with the energy of that idea so you're being an energetic match to the vision that you want to bring to life and then it makes it way easier for you to see what that next step is and to believe in yourself and have the confidence to take action so it really is about managing your energy and with that because you're checking in on how you're feeling physically emotionally mentally and spiritually when you check in mentally, what are the dominant thoughts that are going on in here? Are you focusing on what you do want or you don't want? It's in all going on up here. Yes. It's so much about what's going on in your head. Yes. Yes. Everything that we do or do not do is based on what we think about. Yeah. JLyle.com is the website. J-L-Y-A-L-L.com is the website. And I think that what you've shared with us today is really, really helpful. Like focus on energy, focus on what's going on inside yourself. And, and that's really going to help be your guiding force. I, I think this is something that I need to work on as well. I think I've done some good things in this area, but there's so much more to do because I think we all struggle with this kind of like imposter syndrome. I've talked about that on this channel this idea of like, well, who am I? We all suffer from that. So I hope that you'll reach out to Jennifer and get her help on this. Jennifer, one thing that we do on Cashing on Camera, that's a fun segment, is we, we have a thing we call Stop Marketing Like It's 1999. And so I'd love it if you would share with the audience something that is working for you and your own marketing, whether it be a tip, a tool, a tactic, or a technique that you would love to share with the audience today. One of the things that I know a lot of entrepreneurs struggle with is creating content. And it's going to be like, ah, I've got lots to do and I don't really want to do it. You don't feel motivated. And really it comes back to when you're in a good vibrational state, when you feel good, that's when all of the ideas flow. So I go for my walk in the morning and that's when I get all my ideas. It's like, okay, this and this, here's the next uh, live that I want to do. Here's the next um, post that I want to create. And here's the next email that I want to send out. Here's the information that I want to share. 
So prime the pump with good energy before you are planning or executing on your marketing initiative. So you're infusing that goodness into your work. I love that. And I think the best time to do that is in the morning. Don't you, don't you agree? It really depends on the individual. Some people are morning people, some people thrive in the evening. And so it depends on the individual. And when you check your inner battery on a regular basis, you start to understand what your arc of creativity and where your creative genius times are for you. Which dovetails us into self-awareness, which might be the next topic that you'll come on cashing on camera to talk about Jennifer, <laughs> because that also ties into all of this as being so self-aware. So I appreciate this so much. I, I know that you have been very helpful to me and uh, happy to report that the project that we talked about, I didn't launch it officially, but just started the process, right? Did a training, just made it happen. It wasn't perfect, but I got it done starting to go in that direction because I was hesitating. And through your help, I was really realized that what I was doing and you helped me recognize that pattern. So I abolished that pattern and just started to do it. So I'm really uh, thankful to you for giving me that little, that little push. Yes. Oh, I love it. <laughs> so good to hear. Yeah. Well, great to have you on today, Jennifer. Thank you so much. And um, I look forward to connecting with you offline and hope to have you back on the show sometime. Awesome. Thank you so much. You're welcome. This podcast features curated audio originating from live video interviews simulcast on social media. You can catch full video episodes at Cheryl Plouffe and on my YouTube channel. To learn how we can help you use video to grow your business, visit CherylPlouffe.com. Remember, you can send us a voicemail question or suggestion for inclusion in the show from our main podcast page. Cashing on Camera is a production of Cheryl Pluff Media.